Man, I tell you what, it's so good to be up here today. Because it just feels like we can just, you know, the word's going to fall on the hearts that are open. It's going to be so easy to preach this morning. Amen. We don't see us riding that horse. It's just like, let's do this thing for the King of Glory. Amen. See a bonga Amen. 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 Of course. You know, the prophets can take this thing to a whole nother level. Amen. Let's download some word this morning. Just thank somebody this morning. Greet them. Social distance high five. Good to see you in the house. Awesome, awesome. Clap your hands. Thank you for the teams. You've been tremendous. You've been absolutely tremendous. Guys, what an amazing, an amazing time. Hallelujah. Well, it's great to see you this morning. You're looking so good. And of course, my precious, I love you so much. I really, really appreciate you so much. God handpicked the very best for me. Amen. Amen. Let me just say this to you. Um, based on the prophetic word that came out last yesterday in prayers, the Lord said in the next seven weeks, I'm going to do something with this church that we will never be the same again. God's already started from the ground up. You heard with Pastor Brian. The work has already begun. It's a new beginning. And so, last Thursday, uh, we brought Pastor H in and the worship team were a little surprised. And we started this conversation about worship and what God's calling us to do. Remember, it's more than the buildings, it's a people. And so, um, a good place to start is the worship. Because that's where people encounter God. It should be. And as the discussion went and a bit of just understanding about some things, we had at the end of the night, most of us on our faces, weeping, crying out to God, repenting, setting our hearts straight. So out of the prayers yesterday, we made a call to Pastor H and of course the prophetess. This Thursday, we're starting a seven-week worship experience called From the Ground Up. Look at your neighbor say, it's for you. So it's free. And we are going to learn. Listen, you don't get the worship tip to worship. The church was supposed to. So everybody's invited. We're going to start at 7. We're marking it for 9 o'clock. You know God's going to have His will and way. There'll be moments to prophesy and all that will happen with it. But a big teaching experience. How many is going to come in on a Thursday night and say, we're going to allow God to build this church and worship from the ground up. Come on, somebody. From the ground up. Book your time. Mark that calendar as a chunk of time I'm going to give to the Lord. And you watch how God builds your worship up in the season like never before. Everybody there? 
and we're going to have a live band. They're going to be here and they're going to minister and we're going to see God do some miraculous things. And if this is the beginning, imagine what the church is going to look like in seven weeks. Come on. Come on. Come on. Seven times seven is jubilee. Someone's going to find a new freedom in Christ. Someone's going to find what it is to really be in the presence of a living God. Someone's going to find out what it is to have a God encounter. You're going to have to come from everywhere. You're going to have to be in the presence of a living God. Come on. Everybody shout FaceTime. 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 It's one thing to know that God made all of creation. It's something else to know that His Word is how He speaks to you through Jesus. Then there is this thing called FaceTime. In the presence of a living God. You're not going to fake it until you make it. You are going to have a God encounter. And everybody said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Father, help me this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm dealing this morning for a half an hour on the place called covenant. The place called covenant. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do men say that I the son of man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you Simon but Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. You can now become like a rock. And you're going to become stable in your relationship with God. And on this rock of revelation, I will build my church. Everybody shout from the ground up. Jesus, don't mind starting building your life from the ground up. I don't know how many mistakes you've made. I don't know how far you've been from God. But God can take somebody and He can build you. He can build a marriage from the ground up. He can take a business and build it from the ground up. If the world has rejected you, He will build your life from the ground up. This is okay to start from the ground up. I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And then I'm going to give you keys. So you can do more than just sit in church. You'll walk onto different mountains and you are going to be able to go into the education mountain and say, this is my mountain. 
you're gonna go into business you say this is my mountain you're gonna go to uh, education you're gonna say this is my mountain you're gonna go into arts and entertainment did you see where we starting God says you're gonna say this is my mountain you're gonna go into IT technology and say this is my mountain I don't care who's in charge Mark Zuckerberg Mark Metaverse, here comes a kingdom with a verse. It's from the ground up. You not just have the church. This is where it gets interesting, prophetess. Because he says, there's the keys of the kingdom. But I don't start by giving you keys. I start by giving you a church. Now the church is not a building. The word that you have in there is family. It's oikos. It's a build a family. That's what he was saying. So the Roman Empire out of Rome would send family with delegated authority. And they would come into a place like Israel and they'd be governed from Rome, but they'll be taking over a region because they were given not just the family, they were given keys. You getting it? So they could go into a, a region and unlock the region and then bring in the culture of Rome into a region and make Israel look like Rome. But it started with a family. It's going to get good this morning. <laughs> so, when you look at this place called the church, let's not deal with the mountains yet. Let's just deal with the church. Jesus dies for his church. He enters into a place called covenant. So church becomes a place of family, but it's a covenant family. So when he gives you the covenant meal, you have communion, it's for family only. Tell your neighbor for family only. He said, this is a new covenant. He says, in my blood. That's what he said. And so when you come into this house, you walk, didn't walk into a building, you walked into a family with delegated authority and that when we decree a thing, things begin to change because this is a, a speaking family. This is a family that when they declare a thing, things change in a nation. Because we can decree a thing and it will be established for us because we're in covenant with a living God. Someone's going to hear the word this morning. So anytime you find people come to a church and you say, what church do I belong to? And you say, I go to Kingdom Life Embassy but you don't understand covenant, it ends up being a building you go to, not a family you belong to. And anytime you don't understand covenant, you treat this place like a casual place, not a covenant place. And yet Jesus who died for you, he entered, he, there's a blood covenant that he gave his life for, so that you enter into a place 
When God looks at you, He doesn't look at you through your sin. He looks at you through covenant eyes. He doesn't see the fault. He looks at Jesus and He said because of that covenant, it's a covenant between God and God and you just stepped in. So God doesn't look at you. He looks at the blood that was shed for you. It's going to get good in a minute, I'm telling you. You don't understand covenant. This is a place of covenant. Is that when I tell you, back to back, I look here, you look there. Doesn't mean that your eyes look at another woman while your wife is fighting over here. You see, let me say this. Casual relationships build nothing. It's when you come into covenant. It's when you begin to make a covenant with people. Like the God who, who holds covenant. What the enemy loves to do, the Bible says in Isaiah, how is this the one who weakened the nations? What does he do? He turns a covenant place into a casual space. And he makes us treat one another like we're not important. Ah, just go there and, and oh, don't commit even to volunteering. Oh, and by the way, take your money and spend it on you. Oh, no, no, you don't have to worship. You don't have to submit to anybody. Just treat the place like a casual space. Why does he tell you to do that? So he can weaken you spiritually. He weakens the nations because he understands the power of covenant. So let's just shack up. Let's just stay together. Let's just pretend. He doesn't want you to put a ring on it, honey. Because you see this, don't you mess with me. I come from this. I played around. I never married her first. I mean, we got married and then we got divorced for a couple of months and I played the game. I come from it. And then when we got to back together again, we were just like, ah, let's just, you know. And one day I walked into a church and they asked, so we're going to Bible college and I said, well, you know, here we are, and, and so you married? I said, yeah, well, we are. We got divorced, and then, you know, we're just back together again. The pastor said to me, he says, you're not married. I know it looks like you are, you're not married. That was the day I discovered that I was playing a game. Because I treated what God created as holy and as covenant. I treated it like a casual place. And through that, we built nothing. There is something that happens inside a woman when you put the ring on it. There's something that she walks around and says, I'm married. She doesn't feel like, you know, one day when he gets married to me, when he makes a vow, blah, 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 blah. You walk around with this casual thing. Now I know why you treat the church like casual. And every other woman is a casual thing. This that God gave you, it's a 
covenant place. That's why the bed is pure and undefiled. It's honorable. What's God doing? <sighs> Casual relationships is what you have at work. Covenant relationships is what you have in a church. Because that's what Jesus died for. You don't come to this church. God blesses you with the anointing. Business begins to flow. And you don't come back once to say thank you. And bring your tithe with you. And say I owe God. It's called covenant. Don't come here every time with your problems. And never come back to honor God. With your money. And pretend like you're giving. And give God your leftovers. That's not covenant. I don't go mess around and come back at night and say, well, you know, it's, it's, it's Christmas or it's Easter. And act like Father Christmas to my children. I'm there. I'm in the trenches. I am fighting. I am praying for you. And you come with your casual relationship here. Why don't you pray for me, Pastor? Why aren't you attending the prayer session? I mean, are we not in covenant? How do you want me to stand there for you? Somebody called me up and said, 11 o'clock at night, why aren't you praying for me? I'm like, so what the hell are you doing? You partying while I must pray for you? It's called abuse, man. It's called pastor's abuse. This was a covenant place, not a casual space. You were supposed to bring your money. You were supposed to bring your prayer. You were supposed to bring everything, your gift and everything. Don't you mess. I can tell you the people that are messing around. You know, when you've entered into a place of covenant and you treat life that way, you can smell casual everywhere. Oh, pastor, I love you. Don't, don't you ever say to me, I got your back. Because number one, you lie. Number two, you're going to be tested. I've watched people say, oh, pastor, I got your back. I got your back. And then I just, and the next day, I'm walking and we're in a fight. And you're the one that's speaking rubbish about me on social media. But apparently you had my back. This is a covenant place. You can make up your mind and you say, look, today my hair dryer is not working. I'm not coming to church. I wish I had the privilege. I wish I had that privilege. You don't know whether I'm sick or not. You don't know whether I had a rough night or not. You don't know whether I'm broke or whether I don't have any money. But you walk in, it's like, our pastor just bless me. Let me get of this. A contract with a company can expire. Your covenant with God never does. This is the reason why I wonder your company will close down, but the church never will. Give it! You're going to clap your hands this morning because you come into a covenant place. This church will not leave until Jesus returns. Why? He made a covenant. Woo! Build it from the ground up. Build your church. Build it from the ground up. It's your church. Build your church, build your church, build it from the ground up, it's your church, 
Build your church, build your church, build it from the ground up. <laughs> Listen to me. The day I entered into a church that came and called me out and said, this, the way you're living is rubbish. I didn't know how to be a father until I was made a son. It's called family. It's in this place. I got taught how to fight for my family. It's in a church that I was taught how to stand and say, Devil, you take your hands off my children. Someone's going to hear me this morning. That's why your marriage is struggling. Not because God don't want to fix your marriage. God says, you're treating my church like a casual space. Hmm. I look at your, the marriage and I can tell you, you're building nothing. Can't. Because anytime you treat the house of God as casual, with your offense and you're tired and I don't like it today, because it's Pastor H that is ministering, what kind of relationship is that? That you have with God. When it's you in the mood. I mean just judge how the worship was. Let's judge how you worship. You're in the wrong place honey. This is a church of a living God. You keep paying your Edgar's account first. You keep going on your holiday first. I must take care of me first. And you come with your leftovers for God. You keep treating this place like a casual space. The tithe. Let me tell you now. This is not Old Testament. Let me tell you. You don't owe God 10%. You owe God everything. It's called covenant. It's called covenant. You don't get to make a move outside of God. You're struggling with 10%. What about when God tells you to give you a house and give you a car? How much does God own? He owns everything. It's called covenant. I don't have a private bank account. That woman, when she walks in there and she says, I need something, she not only takes the card without asking, she knows the code. And she can sign up if it's a hundred thousand. Tick, 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 tick. Swipe, baby. Swipe. Now, woman, don't make a demand on me if you don't give your hundred percent. You come and come when you want to, and 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 and. But you want my bank account. I'll say it like Pastor H said, Sisman. Jesus 
so let me just tell you about my sermon and what I have to preach this morning. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm just having to go past all of this because there's so much for you to know. Okay. Let me give this to you. Isaiah 51 verse 1. Listen to me, you follow after righteousness. You seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and the hole of the putt from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and I blessed him and I increased him. God says I entered into a covenant with Abraham. It's called the Abrahamic covenant. It's a place when you step into that place with God and God begins to do business with you. You find real wealth because it's not just for you. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then all the 12 tribes. They're all going to be blessed because they have something that God did with one man. It's called covenant. Now what's important about this covenant is to understand that Genesis chapter 23 verse 19 quickly have a look at this Abraham dies God makes a covenant with him God calls him friend after this Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before memory that is Hebron everybody shout Hebron Hebron is an important thing to study in your scriptures so the field and the cave that is in it were deeded like don't touch this man did business with God God entered into covenant he entered into covenant with God he was willing to do whatever even give up his son because it was a covenant relationship he did that thing so what God did for him God set the place called Hebron Hebron is a place of covenant relationships and he buries his wife there and history lets us know um, that Abraham Isaac Jacob all their wives were buried in that place it's called Hebron. So it says, after this, Abraham buried Sarah's wife in the cave of the field of that place in the, in, in the land of Canaan. So Hebron is there. You're in Canaan. Hebron is here. It's a place and it's in Canaan. So the field and the cave that is in it were deeded to Abraham by the sons of Heth as property for a burial place. Now watch. So Abraham's called a friend of God. So Ab this Hebron place, it means intimacy or friendship. That's what Hebron means. Another says covenant relationships. He entered into a relationship with God in such a way that God says, the thing that I'll never make more of called earth, I will reserve a place for you because we're in covenant. And I can even, they'll keep that as a sepulcher for you and your family because this place, they're going to remember that we were in covenant. And we built a family from the ground up. And the world will know it. That even into the New Testament, I won't need to start another family. I will just take the blessing that was on Abraham. And all the families of the earth will be blessed. Because there is a family in the earth. Hebron also means close alliance or confederation. So let's go. So what happens is, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob has a son, his name is Joseph. God is about to give these people, make a family. He takes this seed called Joseph and he drops him into Egypt. In the womb of Egypt, uses her as a surrogate mother, then plants the seed in there, then brings his family out after they've been through all kinds of trouble. The seven plagues are ten, are ten uh, contractions. 
and then of course coming through the Red Sea, that's the umbilical cord cut. So God's got his family and they're in the wilderness. So Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's son is Joseph. God raises up Moses. He's a deliverer. He goes and fetches God's family and he brings them out. And God makes a covenant with them because he started it with Abraham. And he says, now what I promised him, you're going to possess. So I'm bringing you out to take you in. So because I didn't, you don't understand covenant. Covenant means that when I've entered into a place of covenant, it's not just you. It's everything that touches you. When I say yes to this family, the children become my children. I fight for them. Whatever they're dealing with, I stand and I fight for them because I entered into a covenant. Are you hearing me? You got married and the woman has got children before and you say, they're not my children. What is that? Don't you understand covenant? Let's understand God, man. Before I, you, you don't heal your marriage by, just pray for my marriage. You know, you heal your marriage by understanding God who's a covenant-keeping God. He takes them out. He brings them in. He says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you power to get wealth. Not because of you. I made a covenant to Abraham. And because of your forefathers, I made a promise to them. That's why I must bless you. Sure. Let me end. We're going to worship. Amen. Clap your hands and thank the Lord. Covenant runs deep, family. You're playing in in a covenant place with your casual relationships. And that's why life's not working for you. So God goes and says, Moses now send me 12 spies because that place called Canaan belongs... I gave it to Abraham already. And it's a voluptuous place. It's, there's, there's, there's plenty going on there. It's fruitful. And if you take your family in there, know that there are people in those houses, they call giants and, and, and they build big houses. But I'm telling you now, if you evict them, you'll stay in a big house with, with six garages and, and, and right on top of the hill because, I mean, giants don't stay in your little, little match, match, matchbox house. It's big houses. Come on, somebody. I'm going to bring you in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus, I need to end. Here's an interesting thing. For 40 years, they can't enter in because of unbelief. So Joshua and Caleb comes back and said, God is good, let's go. Ten says we can't. Here's what's powerful. You sing the songs. This boy by the, he's now 80 years old. He's standing here and he's saying, but listen man. This seven mountain mandate that God gave us. This land is so rich. It's time for us to go in. 
Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. Please pay attention. Have a look at this. Joshua 6, 14, verse 6. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephna, the Kenazite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me in Kadesh Benir. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Benir to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Leader, you better have something on your mouth that will strengthen other people. Don't you tell me that God is not good. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden, everybody put your foot down, shall be your inheritance and woo your children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. Don't you tell me that you're too old to possess your inheritance. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me just as my strength was then so now is my strength for war everybody shout for war say for war say for war for war both for going out and for coming in God's gonna help us now therefore he shouts give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim, the giants are there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Now watch. And Joshua blessed him and gave him what? I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. You messing with the wrong family. The first mountain in Canaan, the one where Sarah, Abraham's wife, was buried, the place that God said, This is yours. This family mountain. He says, take that mountain. He says, give me this mountain. I'm not interested in the education. I'm not interested in government. I'm not interested in business. I'm not interested in media. I'm not interested in arts and entertainment. Because I want that mountain called Hebron. Because family, Hebron, let me say it. Hebron is the highest mountain above all the mountains in Israel. Here's the revelation. If you don't possess the family mountain, the devil wants to offer you a job, but he wants to take your children. 
He's after the family mountain. Can I give you scripture to back what I'm saying? Have a look. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephthah, as an inheritance. Have a look at verse 14. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephthah, the Kenazite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Have a look. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kijath Abba. Abba was the greatest man among the Anakim. The Anakim are giants. He was the greatest giant. And he said, on this family mountain, I'm going to sit right here. And I double dare you to come after this mountain. I double dare you to come after this family. I, I'll give you a job. And I'll give you a new car. But I'll take your children. Somebody shout, the devil is a liar. We're coming on this family mountain. We're coming with our children. We're coming with a generation that will understand. Devil, back off. Then the land had rest from war. You don't want to fight for your children. He's sitting and laughing right there. You're going to have to make war. I didn't say fight your family. I said every battle is won in the spirit. And this devil thinks he's in charge of your family. We're having Apostle Pearl going down to Bloemfontein and fighting in the courts because they want to vaccinate children. You idiots, man. Bunch of idiots. Because they're after your children, man. While you're fighting for your job and trying to make sure that I got a job and you know my business and not once you pay attention to what your children are going through on this family mountain, let the devil know they coming of addiction, they coming out of depression, they coming out of poverty, they coming out of ignorance. Shout yes. Judges 1:20. I think I'm about three quarters into my message. Read with me. And they gave Hebron to Caleb, as Moses had said. Then he expelled from there the three sons, the three giants that's holding your children and saying they're never going to be made free. Whatever happened and the hurt and the pain in your great-grandmother, we're making sure it's in your grandmother. We're making sure it's in you. We're making sure it's in your children. Someone's going to turn around this morning and say, not here, devil. No, 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 no poverty here. We're breaking from the state. Let that devil know from today that giant's heads are coming off. I'm going to teach you how to get ahead in life. does not mind giving you a job as long as he gets your family he wants you to work seven days a week and neglect the family of God because it's a covenant place he knows that when this house is built the gates of hell will not prevail you can't fix your family by yourself let me tell you that straight up I've been down this road a long time you better get your relationship with God right covenant 
and this covenant house. Honor him with your tithes, your offerings, and get out of that casual space. If you want to fight this devil, put your offering in that plate the way you should. And don't pretend. Put it down. And say, God, this is for you and the house of God. I am in covenant with Almighty God. I don't have time for it. Abraham raises up 318 leaders in his own house. He trains them up. They go and they go and defeat the enemy. And they come back with the goods and the people. Are you listening to me? You're not supposed to just come back with a business deal and your family's in a mess. You were supposed to come back with the goods and the people. Sunday morning, I present, here's my tithe and my offering, and here's my family with me. You're going to have to make, learn how to make war on this mountain. You're looking for peace in your home. Start making war. Learn how to fight in the spirit. Learn how to fight when they mental fight they in. When the devil came to touch my family, I said, you know, I'm chilling you. I got so mad. You want war? Let's rumble. Let's go. But don't make me fight for your family while you're going and you drinking, getting drunk, sleeping around, and then come say, oh, just pray for my children. How about we pray for you? Because your children don't need a hiding you. Do. I have to deal with it all the time. It's rubbish, man. It's absolute rubbish. How about you get your life in order? How about you bring in order in your own home? And blame it on the church because of your dysfunction. I'm preaching to you too online. Let me end. Hebron is a place of covenant. Let's go back to Hebron. So Caleb dies. He possesses this mountain. Now God raises up a king. His name is David. David gets anointed three times. First, to deal with Goliath. Then, when he defeats Goliath, he runs into the wilderness. David gets anointed the second time. Where? In Hebron. Give it to you. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 1. I'm almost done. I know my time is up. Whatever. Then all the tribes of Israel, David is now going to be king. God's got his man. Saul is, is expelled. He's, he's been discharged from his duties. God's raising up David. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David where? At Hebron and spoke saying, Indeed, we are your bone and your flesh. Also in time past when Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. Therefore, all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron and King David made a covenant with them because Hebron is a place of covenant relationships before the Lord and they anointed David king over Israel David was 30 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 40 years final verse in Hebron he reigned over Judah 7 years and 6 months and in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. So listen, he starts in Hebron because Judah means praise. So where do I start to build my life in God? I start in the family. He's going to build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So when we come in here, you've entered into a covenant place. Sir. 
come on somebody you gotta hear what the spirit of the lord is saying when you enter into a place of covenant the gates of hell will not prevail so they come into the place of covenant it's hebron and they build a covenant relationship and what they do is from here they take all that they have in judah their praise and they go and reign in jerusalem holy ghost help me let me tell you you can't come to church and act all holy here and have no praise tomorrow morning in that marketplace because what happens here in judah what happens in hebron what happens with covenant relationships we take this and we're going to rule in the marketplace because of our praise and worship right here come on the reason why people are failing is because they've separated the church and the marketplace you play a game here and you get beat over there then you come back just pray for my business please you were supposed to do. You see what happens? Seven years here, he takes all that he built in Hebron. Covenant relationships. Don't you reject the covenant relationship that God is sending in the season. I'm going to wait a while for you. nothing to say to you beyond that you're looking for the next business deal how about embracing the new covenant relationship that God has sent to this place they don't look like you because God loves variety I'm done. 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. Read with me. Now there was a... No, don't say... No. Like you ate something, okay? You're not fasting anymore. Say there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David grew stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. Hebron is the first place. The highest goal is friendship with God. Covenant. Then the place you ordained as covenant is church. Your number one goal is intimacy. David stayed there and he built proper relationships. I can tell you why some of your businesses are never going to work. Because you reject God's covenant in this place. And I'm telling you now there's a prophetic word for you. But God will not allow it to be released until you make peace with what is in here. Because what the hell are you going to do in heaven? Because it's only in hell that they're jumping around and hating each other. In heaven, we got peace with one another.
me say this about Hebron. Hebron deals with all kinds, it fights against inaccuracies. That means your dysfunction in your house, where you come from, in the house of God, God settles the, because God honors His word above His name. Principle above personality. Oh, in our family, we don't do it like that. Well, do you want the family of God or do you want your own broke family? My time's up. Bring the worship team up. Let me, let me, let me wrap it up. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 38. Let's wrap it up. Did I give you a scripture? Second Samuel? No. First Chronicles 12, 38. This is where we're going to. Look past the skin of people. The Bible says from now on, regard nobody in the flesh. Nobody. Every man is a new creation in Christ. You come into a covenant place. And some of you need to get out of that casual space because there's a reason why your family is not working. It's because of the way you treat the house of God. God's a God of order. He's not confused. All these men of war, that's what we're raising up. Who could keep ranks. Ask your neighbor, can you keep rank? Can you submit? They came to Hebron. What, what is Hebron for? It's a loyal heart. They came with a loyal heart to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest of Israel were of one mind. God's not confused. He's not confused. He doesn't start a vision in me and works with me from my mother's womb where the devil tried to kill me in a womb and then come and take 60 years to raise me up to bring confusion. God's got a vision. He's got a family. He's got a city. He's got a place for you. You need to be connected on a covenant relationship level so that you can fulfill what God called you to do. They were all of one mind to make sure that the vision comes to pass. You with me? Won't you stand to your feet? I'm speaking to covenant people only. I'm not speaking to casual. I don't deal with casual people that come and bring me problems only. Come with an offering, man. Come with a love offering, man. Come and honor God, man. Come and serve in the house the way you should. This is not a party. This is, a, this is not a casual party and you see you next year. This is a covenant place. That when we go through trouble, we go through it together. And if we're going to stand in to see and pray for you, then we're going to do it in the name of Jesus. Don't only come and visit. Come on, somebody. Don't you put your business first. Let me say this to you. Don't put your family first. You need to understand that this is a covenant place. And let me tell you something else. You start to mess with the church, you release all kinds of curses upon your life. Let me tell those that are speaking rubbish about the church. This is a covenant place. We are hidden in Christ. Now curse me. And who are you cursing? You can't see me. Huh? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when he comes back? Run to your business. What are you going to do? 
What are you going to do with your life? And as long as I've got my children with me. You better be in a covenant relationship with the church. Make a fresh vow to the church. Bring your money, bring your offering, bring your worship, bring everything. You set your time aside because this is a covenant place. How did I begin to fight for my family? I came to the church. Because then I could deal with all that was dysfunctional in me. And that's how my children saw a better father. Come and submit yourself, man. Go and sit on the feet of a woman that knows how to submit to her husband. Oh no, she's weak. She's got no, you know, she's, she's not in the marketplace. Blah, 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 blah. You come and fight the way she had to fight for this church. Too many people in the church that comes in with, with a casual mindset. And I'm telling you now, it's hurting you more than it's hurting us. Oh, I'll just take my money and I'll go. Go, man. With your 10 cents, go. God will send a dog here with a lot of money in his mouth. But because I'm in covenant with Jehovah, he must bring this thing to pass. I'm done with people's excuses. Don't you come and say, if you need anything, pastor, I'm not coming to you. You're supposed to be in covenant with God and this is the place honor him with your money with your time with your prayer not when it's convenient for you you'll see me here next saturday again by the grace of god if god wills i will be standing here next saturday again why because i'm in covenant with jehovah and when i show up god shows up i don't get into a mood i don't have i can't afford to get in any kind of mood i, I did you are you preaching to me today whatever man I'm not preaching to outsiders. I'm speaking to covenant people that have communion, that have their tithe, that will honor God. Woman, you better clap your hands. I'll tell you why. I just saved your marriage. We'll dismiss the ladies and have the many just give them all good hiding. Let's 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 fight, man. Come, let's fight, man. We're good, man. David said, he says about his son, is now show yourself a man. man. Show yourself. You got a family that is in a mess. And all you want to come back is here, come and talk me out business. Speak not your family, man. Messing around. And let me tell you something now. Sex as a single person is not a Valentine's gift, it's sin. Oh, you don't want to hear that. Woo. Holy Ghost, help us. Hands lifted everywhere. You are covenant keeping God. And we love you. Pastor Brian. I have an altar call. If, if nobody gives out to this message, and then I, I've got nothing to say. I have an altar call. You need my mic. Receive the offering. Bless the people. Amen and amen. Amen and amen.
night, but it's right. Amen. This message, look at your neighbor and say, this message just saved your life. Say it to some pub in place. This message just saved your life. Amen. Amen. God is a covenant-keeping God. Father, we just bless you for this word. It was released of our lives today. I thank you, Father God, that it fell, the seed fell in receptive hearts, oh God. That we'll take this word, Father God. We will guard it as precious, Daddy. And we decree and declare that this word will produce a hundredfold in our lives, in our families, in our relationship with you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the correction today, Father God. For we know, Father God, that when correction comes, it comes because you love us. It's time for us to align as a church, Lord, with your will, your plan, and your purpose. So that we can build according to your copy, your plan, and your model. I thank you, Father God, for all that you've done in this house today. And all you're about to do in and through our lives. With every head bowed and eye closed this morning, God has given you an opportunity to come into covenant with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you once did make that commitment, but you know that you've prayed far from where He is, don't run away from Him, run to Him this morning. Come back to that place of covenant with Him. If you don't know Him as your Lord and Savior, it's time to make that relationship work. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, or you once did and you know that you're far from Him, come and draw back to me. If that's you, just lift your hand very quickly in this place. If that's you online, just, just DM us. If that's you, just, I see your hands. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you, just lift your hand. I just lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand, son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see your hand, son. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you, just do me a favor. Just come to the front very quickly. We want to pray with you. Just make your way quickly. Be bold. Come, come, sir. Come, sir. Come, come sir. Come, come. Hallelujah. Come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Angels are celebrating in heaven for the decision that you made today. This is so, so powerful. This is the best decision you could have ever made in your life. God's going to do something so special in your life, young man. Sure, man. This is so precious. This is so, so precious. It's as simple as saying a simple prayer before the Lord this morning. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that He is Lord, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross and He rose again for the forgiveness of your sins, then you are saved. In the family, in covenant with God most high, and your life will never be the same. Amen. If you can please just stretch out your hands with me, we can bow you and just pray with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God. You came down from heaven, died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. You rose again three days later so that I can have life. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me. Cleanse me of all my sin and make me brand new. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Come on, celebrate them this morning. I surrender all to you. Amen and amen. Isn't it about that? Save 
and in the kingdom of God, in covenant with God most high, his life will never be the same again. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you may be seated for the offering as Apostle has been preaching this morning. We're in covenant with God. Amen. We shouldn't be laboring about this, but we have a covenant responsibility to the house of God. Amen. As you sow your seed, as you bring your tithe into the house this morning, watch what God's going to do after this word that was released in this house, in this season over your life and mine. Let's just pray over your seed, over your tithe. Father, we come before you. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us. Thank you for bringing us into covenant with you, Father God, and into the blessing of Abraham through your son, Jesus Christ. As we bring our seed, our tithe, and our offering into the house this morning, we thank you that we are a blessed people serving the best God in the best house. Amen. Amen. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where be where you are. I gotta be where you are. I wanna be where you are. I wanna be where you are. Said I wanna be. Weren't you blessed this morning? Ah, you can do better than that. Weren't you blessed this morning? Amen. God is doing a work in our lives and in this house. He's building us from the ground up. Amen. We're in covenant with Most High God. Hallelujah. Oh, don't be so quiet. We're in covenant with the Most High God. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Your daddy in heaven is with you. He's looking over your life to do what he's designed for you and me to do. Amen and amen. And as you connect with the house of God, Watch the blessing pour out in your house in this season. God's going to do it, hear me, as a demonstration on this word. As we commit and covenant once again afresh and anew with this house, God's going to pour it out upon yours to show himself faithful and true to this word that was ministered to you and I this morning. In Jesus' name, we all agree and say, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you may be blessed this morning. I bless you with the blessing of the Lord as you go this week. Expect God to do miracles, signs, and wonders. We are made, amen, for signs and wonders. Hallelujah. I speak the blessing, the favor, and open doors wherever you go. It's a new beginning. It's a new day. The old is dead. And we're in covenant with the Most High God with high expectations for God to do what He said He's going to do over your life and mine. In Jesus' name, let's go praising this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me more.